young you called my name I tried to run but still you came And you stepped into the dark Cause that's just the kind of God you are
of the warm heart. Good morning. Great to have you on this fall day. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your warm heart pastors. It's good to see you on this windy day. We blew the leaves at seven this morning and then we blew them at nine o'clock this morning (laughs) and it looks like we need to do it again out there. I don't know what your lawn looks like but uh, this is this is the season of fall. If you're joining us online, hello, welcome to you. We are blessed to have you with us, and we pray that you find a blessing in today's service. Believe it or not, we are five weeks away from Christmas Eve. This is the countdown, the countdown. Two weeks from now, we'll have our first Sunday of Advent. Uh, Next week is Christ the King Sunday. Um, But we're looking for some volunteers. If you would like, you and your family would help to light the Advent wreath, the candles that we have. Uh, We'll be doing that uh, for both services, all through Advent. Uh, Talk to Malia, uh, or talk to me, find me, if you would like to volunteer for that. You don't have to make up what you say, we'll give it to you. It's just a small paragraph and light the candle. We're also looking for some readers for our Christmas Eve services. We have three services, uh, one at 5 o'clock, the next one's at 7, the next one's at... All right. Um... If you'd like to help read for that, uh, let us know. Uh, we, we got three scripture readers uh, for each each of those services, and I'm bringing it up now because if you're online, we would love to have you participate as well. Whether you are a shut-in who are close by but just can't make it here, or whether you're in North Dakota watching, or you're uh, serving our country overseas watching, we want to have you included as well. Uh, send us an email. Let us know that you'd like to read. We'll tape you. Uh, ahead of time so you can be on our screen reading scripture to let you participate in worship as well. We want you to be active here. Uh, I think we all want to be active, don't we? I think so. Uh, Who's ready to sing? I'm just curious. Who's ready to sing? Half of us are ready to sing. Are you all ready to sing? No. No. We're going to, we're going to give it a shot anyway. Let's stand and sing our opening songs. Oh 
Father, you are so, so good. We pray with gratitude for, for this earth today, for the sun that shines and the, and the rain that's, that, that falls and the wind that blows. Give us, give us grace to show love to your creation, not harvesting right up to the edge, but leaving enough for the earth to renew herself. Lord, we pray with gratitude for your church, for, for this holy community made to love as you do. Give us grace to take you seriously and, and ourselves less so. Help make our faith communities a place of, of radical welcome. We pray for our country, for our rights, for our freedoms and those that, that uphold it for us. Help us to make sure there's enough for the poor and the immigrant and help us to treat all equally regardless of wealth and status. Heavenly Father, this morning we we packed up 52 food boxes to benefit those in our community. We give thanks for the hands that prepared it and for those who who will enjoy it. But Lord, if if the pantry is empty, help fill it. If the food boxes are empty, help fill it. If our souls are empty, help fill it. If our, if our emotional cast tank is empty this morning, help fill it. Bless the food that we give. And may we be blessed as well with, with your grace, with your mercy, and with your love. It is in your son's name that we pray these things. Your son who taught us to pray is thus. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power Thank you, worship team. If you're wondering where Bill's at this morning, Bill called in sick this morning, uh, our piano player, and Debbie is sight reading. uh, So thank you, Debbie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's take a moment, greet those around us in Christian love, and then we'll get the kids up here.
grade five and younger. This is part of the services for you. Come on up. Hello. Hello. You want to sit next to me? All right. So, guys, hello. Welcome. I'm happy to see all of you. What is going on this week? It's Thanksgiving. That's right. Are you excited about Thanksgiving? What is your favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving? You like ham? Ham. Ham? No. (laughs) Mac and cheese. I love mac and cheese. How about you? Mashed potatoes. I like mashed potatoes as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to have a big old feast with friends and with family. And there's something that we do in our household. I don't know, maybe you guys do something like this as well. I got something here in my bag. Have you guys ever made anything like this. This poor little guy has seen better days. What does he look like? It's a turkey. I. You made one like this? That is so neat. Really? I love this practice, and I actually saved this. My, I have a kid. My kid is a big kid, though. My kid is going to be like 19 this week, so much bigger kid. But there's some things that we did when he was little that we loved, and we would always identify things that we were thankful for. So I still have this as a memory from when he was little, and he made this turkey, and it says, these are different things that he's thankful for. He's thankful for waffles. I can get with that. I like waffles. Do you like waffles? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, stars. Do you guys like looking at the stars? No? Yeah. Uh, a leap pad, too. So in that day and age, I don't know if those things are, even exist anymore, but when he was little, that was kind of a cool thing. He's got presents on here. I have a feeling it's because of his birthday. And, oh, right here in the center, we made the list, the parents. So I was happy to see that there was a thankfulness for parents. But when we have Thanksgiving, we carry on that tradition even today of identifying things that we're thankful for. So this is a pumpkin that has a whole bunch of stuff on here that we're thankful for. Families on here. Um, Laughter. God, yes, God is on here, and just the joy of being together, and this is a practice that we have in our household that we do, not only for Thanksgiving, but throughout the year. Do you know why we give thanks? Why do we give thanks? Um, because it's, um, it's because it's, if you weren't thankful for anything, then you wouldn't have had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to be thankful for all the things that we have. And our gratitude and our thankfulness 
is because of the loving and good nature of our God. Did you know that you're loved? Did you know that God loves you? That God loves you so much that he sent his son for you. And so when we give gratitude during this time of Thanksgiving, it's important to carry that on through, through the year. And in fact, every day of our life, knowing, yep. But until we're up in heaven, we're okay. Yep, up until we're up in heaven, yep. So that is a good practice that we can do every day, is just giving thanks to God for, for his good and loving nature. Should we pray? Okay, let's pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for these young ones. Lord, we pray that they will continue to grow in their gratitude and in their love and in their faith, in their walk with you. Lord, help us to help them, and may we be the hands and feet of Jesus. Thank you for this day, Lord. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Okay? Thank you, guys. Welcome. I'm so glad that you joined us. As we come to the offertory, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate in the giving to this church. You support ministries of love, of kindness, of food, of hospitality. Uh, last week, or two weeks ago, of, of, of giving shelters to someone driving through uh, whose car broke down. Uh, your, your gifts make a difference. Uh, we have a program going on right now for the next couple of weeks anyway, our Veterans Foot Locker. And I want to invite Ken to come on up before we pass the offertory place to say, what is this Foot Locker doing in my Family Life Center? For the past 25 years, since 1998, it has been my honor to facilitate the Veterans Foot Locker Drive. The drive started in 1998 with three Methodists from First Church downtown, World War II vets all, Dwayne Lynn, Don Edkins, Mel Koobs. I always like to mention their names because they were truly the inspiration. It has been 14 years since we've started it here at Meridian. And the church, the warm heart, has done a wonderful job working with Hillview Methodist to make sure vets are remembered every Christmas. You've been very generous over the years, and the veterans truly appreciate it. But this year we have a major change. Some of you may know about this. There's actually a copy of the article that Nicole put by the Foot Locker in the Family Life Center. The veteran's home in Boise is being demolished. They are tearing it down over the next several years. Now the good news is they are building a brand new state-of-the-art four-story building to replace it. But for the next three years at least, they are asking the veterans in the home to double up, move in with a, a roommate, and be in those rooms for two to three years as they tear down the other half of the building and then build the new four-story one. Once it's done, then they'll go ahead and move into the new one and they'll tear down the remaining wing. As a result, the home is losing most of their storage space and the veterans themselves are losing personal storage space as they consolidate into those rooms. So the home, ask, the home staff has asked us for the next couple of years to focus on giving gift cards or a donation to be used towards gift cards to buy items as needed rather than the large amount of clothes that we've given over the years, personal items that we've given over the years. So this year we'd ask that, and there's a copy of the 
sheet that Nicole put together. It's right next to the Foot Locker in the Family Life Center, so grab one on the way out. But a gift card from Walmart, from a local restaurant, or even just a cash card, any denomination is welcome. This way the staff can use the cards to buy what the vet needs right then and replenish what they need rather than having a bunch to store. If you have already purchased an item, that's okay. Go ahead and bring it on in. We'll make sure it goes down there. If you really insist on giving something in addition to a gift card, maybe something small this year, toothpaste, toothbrush, socks, stocking cap, something uh, small that can be easily uh, handled. Nicole Walker is, again, the vibrant coordinator of our drive. Thank you, St you know, Nicole stands up, takes the bow. Very good. Working with the youth group. So please bring in your donations by Sunday, December the 10th. They'll inventory that day. And then on the 14th, Hillview and Meridian will go down to the state home, give the donations to Joanne Darren, the volunteer coordinator, and then they will be parsed out to the veterans in their stockings or through the year as needed. They have their own footlocker now in the Family Life Center. It is a footlocker donated by the widow of a World War II veteran earlier this year. She wanted it to go to Meridian, and it is here now. So again, please bring in your donations by the 10th. Uh, sadly, I will not be there this year. For the first time, I am not going to be attending the inventory, which is chaotic and fun, or the donation. My wife and I are out of town uh, for much of the month of December. But my heart will be here with you, with the wonderful men and women that make this such a special congregation. Um, Pastor Jen, Pastor Mike, we're very blessed uh, to have such great leadership, and you've got a wonderful history with the veterans of giving to them. So thank you for what you've done. Carry on. <laughs> thank you, Ken. Let us receive the offertory. Someone has be passing pound on the plates. Uh, I think we're going to have hallelujah. Can you all say hallelujah? hallelujah? Let's listen to hallelujah.
The reading is from Philippians chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. May God add his blessing to the reading of this word. Thank you. Good morning, church. Oh. I'm thankful to see you here today. So I have a little story to share. About a month ago, our son, the one that just went away to college for the first time a few months ago, called me. And I got to tell you, I get a little excited when I get to hear from him. And so he shared with me that Robin Kimmer was a guest speaker at his campus. Have you heard of her? No? Well, he went on and told me all about her. He said that he heard her speak and that she was amazing and wonderful and the whole event was fabulous. And then he said that most of the attendees were college kids around his age, but there were also older women there, women that were eerily similar to Nanny, that's grandma, that's my mom, (laughs) eerily similar. I was like, oh my goodness, kid, you know how to make me laugh. Uh, I got such a kick out of his enthusiasm and excitement. And then when I looked over my own nightstand as I was talking with him, I saw my own copy of the book, Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Kimmerer. And I knew deep in my bones that I was one of those eerily similar women. (laughs) It's true. It's a beautiful book. Uh, The book is thoughtful, and it's a heartfelt collection of essays that weave her knowledge of botany and the natural world with her rich Native American tradition and heritage and spirituality. And right in the middle of the book, there is an entire chapter dedicated to gratitude. 
It's as if she was making the point that gratitude is central to everything in life. I shared some of the excerpts from the book during our ladies' retreat recently in October, specifically a prayer of thanksgiving. You see, in her tradition, each day begins with a practice of gratitude. She gives thanks for the earth, for the dirt, the seasons, and for the harvest, for the trees, for giving shade and creating a home for woodland creatures, and the birds of the sky. She gives thanks for the rivers and the lakes, for flowing flowing living water, and for the beauty of the stars in the sky. She gives thanks for the connections the relationships, and the people in her life, and for the Spirit, the Creator that brings all things together. In everything, she gives thanks. This practice is part of her rich history and her roots, and you see, it connects the past with her present. Some of you may have a similar practice that you follow. Perhaps it's a a discipline of gratitude through prayer or study or meditation. You see, gratitude is part of our Methodist roots. John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, practiced gratitude in his own life. He kept a journal. And each week, he reflected and noted where God had been at work, regardless of the circumstance. He believed that giving thanks was an act of faith. And in giving thanks, we are led out of anxiety and fear to peace and healing. We see this in the Gospels. Jesus said multiple times during his ministry, your faith has healed you. A life rooted in gratitude is a life of fulfillment. It's a life of wholeness and salvation. Gratitude shifts us from the ever-consuming culture of our world where it's never enough and needs go unmet to a culture of abundance, contentment, community, and generosity, where there is more than enough and needs are met. Gratitude feeds the spirit because it is rooted in the good and loving nature of our creator, our God which calls us into relationship. Relationship with God and others, and this includes our relationship with the natural world. Gratitude shifts our perspective from self and resources and consumables to caring relationships, connections, and gifts. It reminds us that we are family 
that we belong to one another and that we are never outside the sphere of God's grace. That indeed, all is grace. With this shift in perspective, gratitude becomes a whole life response. And so last week, Pastor Mike, Mike, you reminded us to have an attitude of gratitude. We give thanks because God is with us through the good and the bad. And through the storms of life, gratitude is an intentional act of faith. You know, my friend saw her the other day. She reminded me that gratitude is a way of life. We see an example of this in our scripture lesson today. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul said, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, that is, in every circumstance, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Give it all to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He goes on to say that whatever you have learned or received or or have heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. Did you hear that? For just a moment, turn to your neighbor and say, put it into practice. In other words, live it. Live into your faith. And remember that gratitude is an act of faith. We give thanks because of the good and loving nature of God, knowing that God is always with us. Friends, we are never outside the sphere of God's grace. Can I hear a praise God? God sees us through. We are reminded of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And also Romans 8.38 reminds us that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Those are just a few verses that I kind of keep in my pocket. And last week, Pastor Mike reminded us that, that indeed, Paul knew suffering. He wrote while he was in jail, chained to a guard, awaiting his own execution. And even so, his attitude of gratitude shined through in everything. It was more than a positive attitude. You see, his was a whole life response. And he said, I know what it is to be in need. I find that relatable. He goes on to say, I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned that the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, 
whether living in plenty or in want, that I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Join me in saying that again. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And there it is. Did you see it? Did you hear it? It's right there. Relationship. You see, friends, we don't have to carry everything on our own. Life happens. And no matter what life brings, God's love and grace will see us through. And quite often, it's through the people, the helpers in our lives. And the natural response to this truth is, it's gratitude. Gratitude is an intentional act of faith. It's a reminder that we are part of something bigger than ourselves, that we are in relationship with God, others, and our natural world. Gratitude gives us a sense of purpose and fulfillment. It leads us and guides us, and it also has the power to heal. Spiritual health, mental health, and physical health, all are connected. In fact, research supports this. The practice of gratitude strengthens the immune system. It may lower blood pressure. It helps decrease anxiety and fears. And it helps with sleep. It leads to a more joyful and content life. A life rooted in gratitude is a life of fulfillment and wholeness and salvation. Now, perhaps my son and all of those eerily similar women that gathered to hear Robin speak, maybe they were on to something. You see, it's for me, it's significant that a chapter dedicated to gratitude was placed in the center of the book. It's as if she was making the point that gratitude was central to everything in life. And I often try to, I try to pay attention. I try to pay attention to repeated messages that I receive through prayer and study and through the people in my life and in the books that I read. And recently, there's been a common thread. I picked up on it again during our Five Marks of a Methodist class our lady study and our gratitude study. And so I will, I'll try to put it into words. You see, I often miss the mark and I fail to love as fully God, as fully as God calls me to love. Sometimes it's hard for me to find gratitude. But then I'm reminded of this common thread, this message that grace and gratitude, they're interwoven. And it is in this relationship rooted in the good and loving nature of God that we, that we're made whole. 
And this gives us peace and equips us to do as, as Paul said, put it into practice and live it. Gratitude is an act of faith and a way of life. So my prayer for you this week is that you may discover a sense of gratitude in everything. And that this practice will bring a sense of calm and peace. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have blessings this week, today and always. And the family of God says, Amen.
is good. All the time. And all the time. Thank you to the worship team, to the musicians, to the people upstairs who make this happen. To all of you online and to all of you. Practice gratitude. That's why we practice this. P- Pastor Jen, you practiced gratitude a week ago. Uh, so Jen gets to preach. Uh, gets to. Uh, she preaches uh, every five to six weeks, somewhere in there. So the next time she'll preach is New Year's Eve, I believe. But you get Christmas Eve at the, at the 11 o'clock service. Uh, so she doesn't have to follow the sermon series. You know, she could do what she wants to do. She's, she's a grown woman. Preach what you want to preach on. What's on your heart? Uh, so she comes into my office and says, all right, I know what I'm preaching on for November 19th. And I said, what is it? And she, she says, gratitude. I said, that's awesome. Go with it. She goes, what are you, what are you preaching on the week before? I said, gratitude. <laughs> she goes, thanks. Thanks a lot. Even sarcasm could be gratitude, so, so go with it. Uh, and if you're curious, you're going to get some gratitude next week as well as we uh, talk about uh, uh, one of the Psalms. Uh, what, what do we bring into worship? Um, uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. We'll, we'll explore that a little bit for the Thanksgiving weekend. But between now and then, may you have a safe and wonderful Thanksgiving. May we give gratitude in all things. And we, may we find his blessings sprinkled throughout our journey. Go in peace.